Hi everyone, welcome back to the very last episode of season two of the Two Woke Girls podcast. My name is Lauren. And I'm Kayla. And how's it going today, Kayla? Really good. I'm really excited about our topic today and I'm feeling feeling good. Me too. Yeah? Yeah, I'm really excited about today's topic. Today we are going to be talking about soul blueprints, life purposes, all that good stuff. But before we get into our topic today, we always talk about our favorite of the week and then a lesson or reflection of the week. So, Kale, what was your favorite this week? My favorite this week has been... I was actually going to mention this last week and then I forgot. But I wanted to mention this counselor. I think you know her as well. Her name is Jolie, Jolie Graham. Um, And I started following her newsletter probably a month or two ago. So I'll link her website. It's just joliegraham.com. And you can sign up for her newsletter. And basically what she does is she, every week, I think it's every Tuesday, I could be wrong, she like sends out an email and she talks about different things each time. So she'll talk about like depression or she'll talk about anxiety or OCD or like basically anything that you would go to counseling for because that's what she does but she'll kind of like explain what these things are and a lot of them she's talked about like her personal experience with it and then what I really like about it is that she'll send a lot of the time like worksheets and exercises that you can do so it's super cool like that's not something I've seen before um so I really like it so I just wanted to mention that that's probably been my favorite thing I've done a couple of the exercises and I found them super helpful like it's exactly what like I don't know if you've ever had that in counseling before but I've had that where they'll like send you home with like homework to do oh yeah (laughs) and that's what it reminds me of and I always find that really helpful and I also really like that she shares her own experience like even on her website and her about me you can read kind of about like what got her into counseling and what her experience was and I just find that like really like it kind of puts you on a similar level like it's really like humanizing for a counselor so I really like that yeah I follow her on Instagram and I always really like her stories and um and the different things that she posts about and she is very like raw and real about her struggles with various things so I really do appreciate that as well because sometimes you go to counseling and you're like are you even are you like a robot are you even a real human like do you have issues too like can you even relate yeah yeah so that's really nice to know that you know like you're not well, obviously you're not alone, but like someone, you know, the person that's trying to help you is also like help themselves. Been through it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What was your favorite this week? My favorite this week, I guess like on the similar wave of like websites and stuff, I found this website this week called The Good Trade. And the reason I found this was because I was looking for new like sheets for my bed. And I just like looked up like linen bed sheets and this came up and it said like the eight most like sustainable or ethical brands to buy linen sheets from, something mm. like that. And then I was like, oh, what is what is this website? So I did a little bit more digging into the website and it's basically just this website. So they have a few different categories. They have like home, food, um, like fashion, beauty. And they basically like lay out the different, a bunch of different brands for like different things. So when I was looking for linen bed sheets, it gave me like eight of the best brands to buy from and why you should buy from them. So it'll give you like reasons like from an ethical source made of like 100% organic cotton is a women's based company. So yeah, it gives you like all the different points on like why it's a good company to buy from because recently like in the last couple months well I guess I've been doing this for a while but as we know I'm like I like 
the environment. I, well, I think everyone likes the environment, but yeah. I like to be environmentally friendly. I've fallen off a little bit and haven't been as good, but I want to get back on it. And I also want to be more of a mindful consumer. So this website's super helpful. We were kind of talking about a couple weeks ago about the your app idea where you like yeah. scan a barcode. <laughs> so it's kind of in some ways like that like you if you're looking for like a new hair care brand or something you can like look they would have like eight of the best brands to buy from and like why okay. you should buy from them kind so of it's thing. basically like you like on this website what's it called the good trade the good trade yeah so on this website you would be like you can look up whatever it is that you're wanting to buy and it'll just like reference you to other sites that are like ethical yeah that you should buy from yeah it'll oh, yeah it'll okay. like populate up like a post like an article like yeah. an article yeah that someone made and they'll have like eight different well, links cool. and like a little bit about the company and like why um they're a good company to buy from so i really enjoyed that because that's something i definitely want to work on is being more of a mindful consumer buying from brands that are doing good not supporting bad things you know not underpaying their staff yeah I think we can all work on that all the time like it's pretty Mm -hmm. hard to be perfect in that yeah but yeah we can always be better so I really like that suggestion yeah because you don't also don't always know what is behind some companies because some companies aren't that big or things haven't come out like the stuff about Wayfair like that just came out and people have been buying from Wayfair for god knows how long so you don't always know not everything has come to light always totally so it's always important to uh stay updated on that kind of stuff yeah do as much research as you can I guess yeah be mindful about what companies you're you're putting your money towards Kale what was your lesson or reflection this week my reflection this week is just kind of that everything is temporary like everything your life is temporary and everything inside of it is temporary um I know last week we were talking about kind of how we're both in some changes in our life right now and like my schedule isn't exactly like perfectly ideal right now but I'm really enjoying like even though not everything in my life is perfect like not everything is going to be perfect ever so I'm just kind of thinking like anything that's not perfect is temporary and I'm really enjoying other things about my life right now like I've been you know getting back a little bit more like creativity and I'm feeling a little bit more like I'm at the wheel of my life which for a long time I was feeling like I kind of wasn't like I'm kind of sitting in the back seat of my own life mm-hmm. um so I'm kind of like every experience just brings new lessons and life is kind of for me like I've always felt like life is kind of a constant like balance game and Right now, I haven't figured out how to get it perfectly balanced, so I'm just kind of riding that wave and enjoying, like, the things that are good right now and remembering that the things aren't, that aren't that good, like, are temporary. Yeah, that's so important. Yeah, the good things and the bad things and people and every situation you're in is is temporary, yeah. Like, at the yeah. end of the day or at the end of your life, not everything is set in stone. Totally. Know? What's your lesson or reflection this week? Mine is, I guess it was like a reflection, but it's kind of been like the last couple weeks, I guess. I think it's important to expand your circle. And I know right now that's kind of hard because people don't really want to like go out and meet new people or expand their bubble, so to say. Yeah. But you can still socially distance and meet yeah, people. For but sure. the last couple weeks I've been kind of reconnecting with some 
some people like um people that I used to go to school with or people that I used to work with and stuff and I just think it's like so important like I'm thinking of a few people in specific that I've like met up with in the past couple weeks socially distance relax everyone (laughs) and just like how amazing I felt afterwards and how good I felt and like obviously you don't have to reconnect with people that like don't make you feel good or that don't bring you joy but you know everyone gets busy and COVID happened and stuff so I was like really happy to get to reconnect with certain people and I was just thinking about how important it is to reach out to people that maybe you haven't talked to in a long time yeah like people who have been positive in your life yeah Yeah. exactly yeah people that have brought a lot of light into your life and you just like lost touch so if you're looking for a sign to reach out to someone this is it I know it's hard to sometimes make the first step in doing that but I'm really happy that the few times that I did it in the last couple of weeks, like that it worked out and I just like left leaving or like left that situation feeling so good. And yeah, it's just important to expand your circle because I feel like you get so caught up in spending time with your partner or your like best friends and yeah, you kind of forget about other people. And I feel like it's important to hang out with other people because they can broaden your horizons and expand your thoughts and make you feel different than what you're used to yeah I feel like someone needed to hear that for sure I hope so (laughs) so that's everything we wanted to talk about in our intro today and let's get on into the episode about soul blueprints and life purposes so today we're talking about soul blueprints and life purposes so basically what a soul blueprint is is that before you incarnated into this life you it's the idea that you sat down with like all the members of your soul group or like your spirit guide and decided what lessons you want to learn in your lifetime on earth so you kind of laid out a blueprint and kind of decided like what yeah what lessons you want to learn what struggles you want to face um you kind of map out your entire experience of like you know, at the age of seven, I'm going to have this struggle. At the age of 12, I'm going to have this struggle. Like, you kind of planned it all out. You plan who your parents are going to be, when you're going to be born, what time you're going to be born at, where you're going to live. I think you kind of choose some of the people that will be in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about soul groups as well, but, like, some of the people of your soul group, um, you know are going to be in your life as, like, friends or family members. And, yeah, you create a blueprint of your life. And basically when you're doing that, you, like from what I understand, you know that you, like, obviously as a human being, because we're not put in this life and we're like, oh, okay, this is my blueprint and like I know exactly how it's going to go and this is how I'm going to deal with it, like no problem, because you're there to like have the human experience and learn these lessons and if you knew about the blueprint, like to a T exactly what's going to happen you're basically just like skipping over learning those lessons so it doesn't really work that way but obviously you know like as a human not knowing that you have the option obviously to follow the blueprint or to not like you might stray from that path and that's okay you're still going to learn lessons no matter what but I think that if you know about like soul blueprints and you kind of like what we talked about in the manifestation episode and we talked about it in the spirituality episode too but if you listen to like all the signs the universe is giving you if you're manifesting if you are unblocking like limiting beliefs and childhood traumas and all of that like 
doing all of that work is basically just going to help you get a clearer idea of what your blueprint is and set you down that path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was, because I think I've believed about in this for like a long time, but I never really knew that it was called like soul blueprint. Like I kind of. Where did you first hear about it? I heard about it. One of my friends, she had this boss who I think was basically like her, one of her spiritual leaders or something because so many of the things that, yeah, he would talk about and tell her about just seemed very much like he was leading her in some way or like he was guiding her so I remember one of the things that he said to her and she told me was that there's already kind of like a a path that's already been set out for you before you're even born and you're just kind of on on the journey of being a part of it and you know I think that it's important to note also like the reason why you sit down with like your spirit guides and everything before you come into certain lifetimes and like the challenges you're going to go through and exactly lay out like why you're coming into this body as you so like your soul going through all your different lives like why you chose this life yeah um it's important to like recognize the reason why you're in this life is to learn lessons and to undo a lot of things as well from past lives so we carry a lot of like traumas and certain beliefs from past lives into the next life and a lot of the time you're undoing the damage that was already done in your past life in this lifetime and then also like learning lessons growing your soul so for the next life you're even more like you've leveled up and you've learned more totally yeah Yeah. and i think that's kind of like one of the main ideas behind uh soul blueprints is that whatever you go through at least this is what i've read about it and There's certain parts of this that are kind of hard for me to digest, but the idea is that everything that you go through, every struggle, all of that, like you, in some way, you have chosen to go through that because you really want, like your soul really wants to learn those lessons. No matter how many lives that you've lived, like you, if you've lived a ton of lives, you're probably pretty wise. You've probably gone through like a million and one experiences and you've gained knowledge and gained empathy and gained you know experience and all of these different things but there's always going to be things you haven't you haven't gone through yet and you haven't um learned those lessons yet so there's yeah it's basically the idea that you have chosen that and that it was important to you to learn that lesson the part of that that's kind of hard for me to digest And I've kind of gotten, like, as I'm researching it, I've kind of gotten mixed comments on it, like, from people in the spiritual community who teach about this stuff. But it's kind of hard, I think, to say if you went through something really, really awful that you chose it. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of hard to tell people that. Mm -hmm. And I, like, everything we talk about here, I will never say, like, 100% this is what I believe. I'm always open to new ideas and I find this really interesting and there definitely is I do believe that you have a blueprint somewhat and that you have like a path of life you're supposed to live but I do struggle with that one part of it like in my life there's nothing that I've gone through where I'm like I couldn't handle that but I know that like there's other people that have struggled way worse than me and it would be really hard to like I think tell them oh you chose 
for that to happen. So some of the things that I've heard um, from certain people in the community, they'll say, like, abuse is never your choice. Mm -hmm. Like, you never chose for that to happen. Or, like, neglect or any of these things. Uh, One of the things I've heard, because we talked about how you choose your parents, that's, like, a very widespread thing. I've read that in multiple books, like... I've seen that in in past life regression, you see that. Um, It's everywhere. So it's kind of hard to not believe that. But what I've heard is that you choose your parents based on, like, their best selves and what they're capable of. Mm -hmm. So you see them for what they're capable of. um, Their highest potential. Yes, their highest potential. And if your parents, like, end up being abusive or end up, like, not taking care of you or it's really traumatic, that is not your fault that's probably not part of your blueprint that wasn't part of your path and that wasn't part of the plan like things just kind of can go awry sometimes I guess have you heard anything about that yeah yeah the I I guess the first time I heard that was when we went uh, or when I went to get my past life regression done by Selena shout out to Selena we mentioned her like all the time but <laughs> I'm gonna mention her a couple more times <laughs> yeah because yeah me too because it is kind of relevant to some of the stuff that we've talked to her about but she said we choose our parents but we never choose abuse and I can't remember what else she said said but I do remember her saying we don't ever choose abusive parents we choose yeah whatever we choose our parents based on their highest potential is exactly what she said and I was like that makes a lot of sense because Yeah. yeah no one would willingly choose that you do choose challenges in your life to grow as a person and to you know, learn and like for your soul to learn, but yeah, you would never choose abuse. Yeah. Essentially. You you choose parents that are supposed to take care of you in the way that you need, period. Mm-hmm. I think that that's like the only way that I feel comfortable even portraying it. Yeah. I only say that because like as I'm researching this, there are a lot of things that say that don't address that and they just say you chose all of your challenges and I don't think that that's right no I don't think Um, that's true yeah I don't agree with that but I definitely agree I think Selena's a really good source so Selena said it it's true but totally about that yeah Yeah. for sure another part kind of within the soul blueprint realm is something called Akashic Records I'm so excited to hear about this because I've never heard of this before yeah so I'm not sure I think it's a Akashic or Akashic Records. It's A-K-A-S-H-I-C Records. Hopefully I spelled that right. I'm (laughs) really good at reading. Um, But I learned about this on the Balance Mind podcast, another source that I talk about all the time, but I always recommend her because she talks about so like a wide range of spiritual topics and I just really love... um, Like she always has like experts on and stuff, so I always find it super interesting. But basically... Your Akashic record is information from the time your soul was created. So it would be everything from your past lives to your present life to your future lives and all of the lives that your soul has been through essentially. There are experts who can bring up your Akashic records and I actually just learned that it's more of a vibrational. It's not like a book that that they can open. It's like vibrational and energy based. So they're able to like read it that way. I really want to get one done. I'm like looking into doing that. So hopefully by next season, I will have gotten my Akashic records read and I can talk about it. So basically, is it they can view all of your past lives then? So yeah, so you can view all your past lives 
and your future lives and your present life and it it will reveal to you like what your purpose is in this lifetime i'm pretty sure it's a collection of human events thoughts words emotions and intent ever to have occurred in the past present or future and then so they can look at yours and I'm pretty sure they're able to, like, tell you kind of, like, what your soul blueprint is or, like, what your life purpose is, essentially. Wow. Yeah. That is absolutely insane. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Because from what I understand of soul blueprints, that's more so, like, relative to just this life. Mm, like, yeah. in this life, what is yeah, your yeah. blueprint? Yeah, And, like, sure. what is your soul meant to do? That's crazy. I've never heard of Akashic Records at all. Yeah. Wow. Well, because your soul blueprint would be, like, relevant to this life, but it's also looking into your past lives, and it's like, okay, well, I didn't, I didn't learn these lessons. Like, I want to learn these lessons and right. grow. And so that's why in this lifetime I'm... I'm learning these certain things. So, yeah, your Akashic Records basically go back and um, are able to, like, tell you certain things, I guess, that have happened. I'm not 100% sure. I still have a lot to learn. I The best way for me to learn about certain things is going and getting it done, honestly. Yeah. So I've, like, been doing, like, some research on, like, some of the best people to go to so I'll go and then I'll be the guinea pig and (laughs) then I'll tell you whether or not you should go in case it's like scary or something I'm not like scared of that kind of stuff I know you're like oh I don't want to know about my future if I go to a psychic but 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 it's not really scary um like if you hear about your future lives yeah like I don't think that that's scary because You're not going to remember that but in I your mean, next life. I mean, like, when you went to a psychic and you're like, I don't want to oh, know Oh, totally. My... Yeah. Totally. Just because I did end up going to... I mean, yeah, it was a psychic. She did, um, like, tarot reading. She kind of just talked about things, but it was very... Like, it wasn't just, like, her reading my energy and telling me this is going to happen, which I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't weird at all. It was more just kind of, like, yeah, tarot reading and just kind of simple signs. Um, but I do think that's like, that is a little nerve wracking to me going to a psychic before what I was scared of is I'm like, what if they tell me I was always, okay, I would never want to hear that someone's going to die. I was scared that they would tell me that or that they would say like, oh, like you don't end up with this partner or your friend ends up like not being your friend. Like they stab you in the back or just something like that. And like, that's just going to taint my whole experience. Yeah. Like just that kind of thing or it's gonna like mess with the divine timing of my life that's always what my fear was that's fair but I don't know do they tell you in your experience do they tell you that stuff Mm, they never tell me anything that I don't want to hear I guess because I do remember there's been like one psychic was I like had gone on one date or I was about to go on a date with this guy and she was like watch out for him Right. And I was like, I think I told this story in the psychics episode, but at the time I was like, oh, fuck it, whatever. And like, obviously it didn't work out anyways, thankfully. But um, yeah, yeah, they never really tell me anything that I don't want to hear. Like they've never been like, oh, this person's not going to be your friend or... But also there are things that your psychic can tell you. And I remember her telling me these things and she's like, it's amazing as you're, as I'm telling you these things, your path is changing again. See, I don't like that. So the things that she told me that I might not necessarily have liked could have changed. And it could have been like, oh, you are going to work at this job or you are going to move away or or not. 
like originally yeah like for example if she had said oh you went on this interview you're not gonna end up working there and yeah. then like she's like as i'm telling you this it's gonna change then yeah. it's like okay well fuck, the fuck was the point in me coming here then yeah if you're I... just gonna tell me things and then you telling like the butterfly i always think of the butterfly effect right like i go to the psychic they tell me things about my future but then because they told me that like that's not gonna happen now right and maybe that was meant to happen right Yeah, I don't know. I just think still, regardless, everything, you know, happens for a reason. It all works out. Your soul blueprint, you know, just kicks in and yeah. So before when I was talking about um, soul blueprints, when I was just kind of like explaining what that is, I was mentioning spirit guides. Lauren, do you know anything about spirit guides? Um, A A little little bit. bit. Okay. I'll kind of give the gist of it in case anyone doesn't really know what that is, just so it kind of makes sense. So a spirit guide is basically like um, a spiritual being. Uh, So from what I read, again, like in the spiritual community, there's always like a little slightly different things when you're reading it from different people or like talking to different people. But the gist of it that everyone seems to agree upon is that you have a spirit guide like throughout your whole life. So I believe that there's like you have one spirit guide who's with you from the day that you're born like until the end of your life and that's kind of like your main spirit guide this is what I've heard at least and then sometimes you'll have other spirit guides like some people have multiple that are with them throughout their whole life some people have like just the one main one and then you'll have like other temporary ones that kind of will come in to help you when you need it and like help you with specific things but everyone has at least one and basically the idea of the spirit guide this is the person well not the person but the soul that you like designed your soul blueprint with a spirit guide is always someone who has existed in the physical realm before they have lived on earth before um why does that make you sad (laughs) that's like so that makes me want to cry I don't know because I just like think that's so beautiful yeah it is it it brings tears to my eyes I'll tell you like a really brief just I only have a brief description of like my experience with it but I'll tell you about that and that brought tears to my eyes basically it's it's always someone who has lived in the physical realm before um not necessarily like with you but a lot of the time I think, yeah, it's somebody that you did know in a previous life. It's, like, often uh, someone that you were, like, friends with or a family member, and they kind of, like, will decide to be your guide throughout this life and kind of help you with the journey that you plan together. Like, they will know your soul blueprint, and they will, like, help guide you along that with what you wanted to accomplish. So, like, they'll help you through those. <laughs> they'll help you through those um lessons that you wanted to learn and so they're kind of there because like when you're on the physical plane you don't know you don't remember your blueprint you don't like know what you're gonna go through you don't know um what lessons you're supposed to learn yet so they're just kind of always there and with all of these things everyone thinks of it differently some people would think of this as an angel Some people think of it as the universe. Some people think of it as a spirit guide. So whatever you believe, but this guide is always with you and they can kind of help give you signs and help remind you as to like what your path is and what you're meant to take out of every situation. So I'll say when I went to go see Selena, this, this was like literally one sentence. She gave me just a little bit of information about this, but it totally brought tears to my eyes for exactly the same reason you're saying. Like it's just so moving to think that there is a spirit with you throughout your whole life like just there to help you but what she said i was there for my past life regression 
So you're like kind of laying on a table, bed table, I guess. Yeah. Um, kind of like a massage table. So you're laying on that. And she was like, I just have to stop and say, there's like this, um, your spirit guide is like standing right beside you and they have like a beautiful blue light. And she was like, this was obviously like a male figure that was with you in a previous life. That's like been watching over you for your whole life. Um, and she also said, this is like one thing that me and Lauren kind of disagree on. I think, well, I'm not fully formed on it yet, but she was like, this is a star seed. Um, spirit guide and I'm like what is that and basically I don't know if we've mentioned this before maybe but I know nothing about this I know very little but a starseed is basically a soul who has lived on other planets like an alien soul yeah Right? Mm-hmm. You know more about it than I do. I don't know a ton about it. Oh, okay. I, I'm pretty sure at one of one of the other episodes we talked about this, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do research. And did I? <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm sorry. I like, started doing a little bit of research, but I like totally forgot about it. Yeah, I totally forgot about it. There's, that's the thing about like the spirituality realm. There's, there's so, so much. much to learn. Like Even me just saying like the Akashic Records, you're like, what? Yeah. Like There's just so much to learn and that's also like something so beautiful about it is like there's always stuff to learn yeah um but then I'm like I need to know everything about everything but I just don't and that's why we have this podcast is yeah we tell you about <laughs> the things that we know about and yeah. what we're learning about but yeah basically like the I was told that my guide was um a starseed and I was also told that I was a starseed mm-hmm. and that's I think that's actually when I was like okay what that like yeah. what are you talking about <laughs> And it's hard. I don't know why that seems harder for me to believe. Maybe it just sounds kind of like mumbo jumbo. But that's... I believe in life on other planets 100%. So I don't know why that seems hard for me to believe. Maybe just because it's me. Yeah. And also I think when I was reading about it, um, I do remember now it said like star seeds. If you've lived on other planets, then on this life. Like, it gave kind of a list of how you would feel. And I think it was saying, like, you always feel like an outsider and, like, you don't feel like you belong here and, like, all this stuff. And I'm like, that could not be more false for me. Yeah. Like, I've always felt overwhelmingly like I have a right to be here and, like, I belong here and, like, I have a purpose. And, like, I've always had, like, very much self-assuredness and I've always felt very comfortable in my environment on Earth and nature. So I don't know. That didn't really ring true for me. I think, I don't remember if we talked about this on the podcast or not, but. That could have, sorry to interrupt, that could have been like 20 lives ago or like 100 lives ago. That's literally what I was going to say is like, you could be like a star seed, but that could have been so many lifetimes ago that it doesn't, you don't That I'm more comfortable with Earth than I am with other planets. Exactly. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. When you went to go see Selena or like in any other experiences, did you get to learn anything about your spirit guides? No. No? No. Um, no, I've never learned anything about my spirit guides and maybe that's why I don't know a ton about it because I haven't had experience with that like I don't know who my spirit guides are like I know I have a guardian angel yeah but I I was thinking about this while you were telling about spirit guides I just think it's really like heartwarming and just like comforting to know because I often feel like you know you're just like so in this life alone I know that sounds so sad but really you are like you are the only one 
you know, you're just doing this thing alone. Like, yes, you have friends and family and your partner and all that stuff. You have lots of people to support you, but you're still the one doing it. Yeah, exactly. Like, at the end of the day, like, it's just you. And so that's really, like, comforting to know that there's someone, like, guiding you and, like, someone that's, like, there... Like, just another... There to support you. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just there for you. And it's, like, basically just, like, an extension of yourself, but, like, almost, like, a higher power... Well, obviously, you have your higher self and stuff, but, like, they're just, like, a higher power to, like, guide you through your life. That's just, like, really... comforting and, like, Yeah. It's just nice to know that there's, like, yeah, someone just guiding me through. Yeah. You should... um, I think that there's, like, meditations that you can do to um kind of see your spirit guides I'm trying to remember when I had I think it was during my past life regression I really I don't remember when this was but I thought that I had seen one of my spirit guides um as well separate from the one that Selena told me about and it was like an old man um and he was like in a library and I remember him he looked like really wise um and like very studious like kind of um I don't know if stern is the right word like not like a gentle old hippie man like a professor or like some like very learned professional who like didn't beat around the bush like that's kind of what he looked like and he was like an older man and I think that was during my past life regression maybe and he was one of my spirit guides but I don't that's all I remember about it hmm I was, like, looking up ways that you can, other than, like, going to get your Akashic Records read, mm-hmm. ways you can, like, kind of figure out what your, like, sole purpose slash blueprint is. Numerous psychics, and also when I went to see Selena, have told me the same thing about what my life purpose is. Do you know what your life purpose is? No. Oh, okay. So... I've had a few different psychics tell me this. And then also when I went to Selena for my past life regression, at the end of your past life regression, you're in, I guess, like the mode of your highest self. And like me as Lauren is able to ask my highest self questions. Yeah. And like ask for any kind of guidance. So at the end, I said like, what is my purpose here? Like, why am I here? And... My higher self and also a few psychics have told me that it's to teach people how to help themselves, how to live their best life, and how to be on the right path. And I teach people every day around me in my daily life. So... That's what they said? Yeah. That makes sense, like, just from being you and, like, living your truth. Mm -hmm. Like, you're being an example. And then obviously... Like, on the podcast or through other means, you could also be, like, teaching Teaching people people in traditional teaching fashion as well. Yeah. And then also, like, my most... The most recent psychic that I went to earlier this year, she was telling me about certain people in my past, present, and future, and what I... The reason why that they're in my life is because I'm supposed to teach them. Hmm. and not the other way around like they're not really supposed to teach me anything but like I'm supposed to teach them and like help them and guide them and this is people did she like point out specific people in your life right now yes whoa yes that's pretty crazy so people that were in my past she said like like she named like a specific person said like I was supposed to teach that person and then someone in my life currently like I'm supposed to 
teach them. And then, Is it me? No. The, that's been my life purpose. But then also, okay, so yeah, I was going back to the questions that I found that you can like ask yourself when you're trying to like kind of navigate what your blueprint slash purpose might be. Yeah. So some of the questions were, what excites me and that I could talk about all day long? Because I, I feel like there's certain things that you come across in life that are like a momentary passion. Like you're like, oh, this is really fun. Mm-hmm. And then there's things that last a long time. Like they stick. That could be like a, a way to kind of like figure out like maybe I'm supposed to be doing this. And then the next question would be, what kinds of things did I enjoy as a child and why? I don't remember where I was. Was I reading a book or was I talking to someone about this? Was it you? <laughs> maybe. That's pretty possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Somewhere it was saying like whatever you enjoyed so much as a child is often like I think it was a podcast I was listening to that now that I'm talking about it is often your purpose is often your purpose like something that you felt really passionate yeah, about oh I've heard that it was the divinely human podcast with Jazz oh, Burville. I've listened I sent you that episode yep, that's yep. what it was because she wanted to be like a fashion designer or something yeah as a kid. I can't even remember yeah but. she wanted to be a fashion designer and then I think her parents like wanted her to do something in their eyes more professional so she went to school for something, I don't remember what, but like something like a lawyer or like mm-hmm. something like that. And then she ended up going back into fashion afterward. Right. Um, is that easy for you? Like, can I ask, is that easy for you to remember things from your childhood and like remember what you used to enjoy doing when you were a kid? Because that's always so hard for me. Yeah, I would say one of the biggest things that I enjoyed doing as a kid was entertaining people. Right. And that's still something that I enjoy doing. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't say that's... uh, I mean, that's something I'm, like... You're passionate about. Passionate about is entertaining people and making people laugh and, like, talking to people and stuff. So I guess that is not necessarily my life purpose, but I mean... It might have something to do with it. Yeah. Like teaching people, entertaining people, whatever it may be. But I guess it is kind of hard because, I mean, as a kid, like, I'm pretty sure I wanted to be a teacher when I was a kid. Oh, haha. (laughs) I just realized. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really wanted to be a teacher. But I thought every kid wanted to be a teacher. But here we are. I don't know. I'm like, what? I had a lot of, like, it's hard for me to remember, like, what my passions were, but... I think the problem with me is that, like, from being a kid up until now, I think I've always had a lot of, like, quick passions. Like, I'll mm-hmm. get really, really interested in something, and then I'm kind of, like, I'll re- always remain interested in it, but it's not something I can just, like, talk about for hours and hours and hours. Right. Um, once I'm kind of, like, over it. Mm-hmm. But having deep conversations, reading and writing are the only things that have been, like, consistent through my childhood and <laughs> you have a podcast yeah for deep combos you should write a book or something actually when I went to um this was a couple years ago there was this convention I went with my mom it was in Kelowna which is like a few hours from where we live yeah and we went to this convention it was like a psychic and mediums and like tarot readers there's like all these different and palm readers like all that kind of stuff And I went to a couple of them and one of them said, you'll be doing something with writing. Um, But she's like, it's not like a book. She's like, it's a bunch of smaller, 
like blurbs and she did say actually this is all coming back to me now she said I really see you doing something she's like you're a little bit oh my god she used the word (laughs) awoken (laughs) she's like you're a little bit more or awakened or whatever than like a lot of your peers and you're like into things that are maybe a little bit different from a lot of your peers so she's like I see you writing like in smaller chunks like kind of like paragraphs um and being successful at that and like sharing that side of things with more people so she did say that instagram captions and the (laughs) podcast i kind of thought at the time it sounded like to me it sounded like she was describing like a blog blog i thought poems too or poetry yeah i've always written poetry yeah when i was reading now that i'm reading these questions it's basically like to sum up all of them they're all pretty like much the same but it's like what do you enjoy doing in your free time and like what do you feel like like sets your soul on fire because i feel like that's a good indication on what could possibly be your part of your purpose yeah i do have reasons why or like what like holds us back from our our soul blueprint hit me with it all right so you know they are the classic fears core beliefs and low self-esteem but I mean we've talked about fear like a, quite a few times um, in diff- various episodes but just like we're always so comfortable living in our bubble and if you don't like sometimes part of your experience is like stepping outside your comfort zone and like trying new things so you can figure out what your purpose is and what what your soul is meant here to learn and what to do um, because challenges and you know discomfort is where we learn the lessons and we grow our souls grow yeah core beliefs this always like kind of stems from childhood where you get your core beliefs and later in life when you're trying to find your way and what your purpose is it's hard when you have when you have these beliefs that you can't do certain things or that certain things are dangerous these are like very self-limiting beliefs but they're so true to us so you have to really recognize them and kind of like take them apart and be like that's a belief that I got from this place and that's not actually what I believe you know yeah only recently I've really been thinking about how vital it is to I mean we all know this but to really do the work on yourself and like exactly what you're saying kind of dissecting your beliefs and like unblocking all the things you've built up Mm -hmm. and like getting back to your inner child I started following this therapist on Instagram and she posts like a lot of really interesting things about like if you deal with these issues then like that could be a sign of like whatever you were neglected as a child or if you deal with these issues she talks about like different attachment styles she talks Mm -hmm. about all this stuff like I've never heard of before things that you would normally have to go to therapy to find out and it kind of made me realize or just like affirmed what I suspected that like I had definitely I always like think that I do a lot of work on myself And I think that I always say, like, oh, I dealt with um, a lot of stuff when I was, like, young. So by the time that I was, like, 18, 19, 20, I had already dealt with everything. Like, I honestly thought, like, I had already healed from all of that. And I'm like, oh, I'm all good. Like, other people have to do that work, but, like, I don't have to because I already did it. Um, But that's definitely not true. (laughs) Nurturing your inner child, that's definitely, like, a necessary step to be able to um, find out your soul blueprint and be able to follow it and, like, get rid of your limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. 
And it's hard to know, like, when you haven't done that, I guess. But there are good resources out there if you look it up. Um, I'm sure even, like, a Google search would help. And I'll try to remember the name of the therapist on Instagram because she's been really helpful. But, um, yeah, that's something that I realized. Like, mainly because I don't remember, like, barely anything from my childhood. Like, I don't remember being a kid. I always joke, like, I never was a kid. Yeah. I'm like, I just popped out the womb like a full-grown adult. Like, I never was a child. Um, But obviously I was at one point. So it's just, like, you have to go back. You kind of have to, like, put yourself in the shoes of, like, your inner child. Or, like, you can talk to your inner child if you can get to that point. Um, and just kind of, like, heal the things that you hadn't healed and kind of, like, yeah, nurture them and give them what they needed Mm -hmm. at that time. And that is, I think that's really, like, it's the necessary steps and that's probably what is holding me back personally from finding my purpose and really following that with, like, vehement passion is just, like, not relating to the whole first half of your life. And children are so connected to that as well yeah we've talked about that before how connected kids are and if you can remember being a kid remember how that felt then you can remember your passions you can remember what was important to you and that'll give you like huge clues just like you were saying yeah huge clues as to like what you're meant to be doing yeah so again mentioning selena our favorite i was also going to talk about kind of because i quickly mentioned soul groups and i kind of want to talk about that and one of the things that I always relate back to that is actually Lauren's story. I think she told it on the podcast before when we were talking about past life regressions, but you had friends and family that were in your past life that are in your life today, right? Yeah. So yeah. when you're going through your past life regressions, Selena says like, okay, look at this person. Like you look at them into their soul and she asks if you recognize them from like Lauren's lifetime or like from your present lifetime. And there were a few people that I did recognize. Some of them, so I'm a little bit iffy on this. I feel like some of them, I don't know if I was reaching because some right. of them, like for example, my mom in my past life was my mom in this life. And I don't know if that was just because I it felt familiar. And then like my two best friends, one was Kayla and one was like my other best friend. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I was just looking at it in that way, but I do specifically remember the I when I in my past life had a miscarriage and I looked into the soul of the baby that I had lost and I did recognize the soul from a person that I'm close with in this life that you wouldn't have pieced together on your own exactly so I yeah like I would have like that's the only one that I'm really sure of the other ones I'm not as sure yeah um and I think that's natural to doubt to doubt yourself or yeah. to doubt that because it's like well I could have pieced that together and I had a similar experience with mine where a couple of them I'm like well that could have been just mm-hmm. me because that's how I feel about that relationship now yeah um but I had the same experience where one of them I was like that was out of left field I never would have exactly put that together yeah definitely but it made sense yeah so that group like myself your other friend and the baby from the past life that is likely a soul group and I think that there's another word for it like maybe called angel groups or something I've heard it called something else but I think this is really interesting a soul group is a little different from your spirit guide your spirit guide is somebody who's with you like 
not physically, but with you throughout your life to help guide you. A soul group is more so like before you're reincarnated, when you pass away, and then you're kind of in like, what's that space called? Like, I just call it the middle ground. I just call it like the in-between space. Yeah. Like, I, there's probably a name for there's it. There's probably but... a name for it. We don't know it. Um, but when you're in like middle ground between lives, um, that's when you would like regroup with your soul group or who is left of it at that time. So everyone has a soul group and it's basically like a community of souls that you've lived many lives with and it's souls that are similar to yours and that you have bonds with. Uh, So you wouldn't live like all of your lives with everyone in your soul group. It's not like that. Like you all just jump into this life and live the whole thing together. Like it's not like Teletubbies jumping into that (laughs) hole or whatever. Good Um, analogy. (laughs) Like everyone in your soul group is living different lives in different parts of the world at different times like so you're all different ages and all over the all over the place um and you're not going to interact with everyone in your soul group throughout every single life but most often you will interact with at least one person from your soul group in your life and a lot of the time you'll interact with more of them because a lot of the time if you can, like if you're both, I guess, in the in-between space at the same time, then you would want to go through the journey together. And your the people in your soul group don't always show up. This is kind of interesting, but they don't always show up as like positive influences mm. in your life. Sometimes somebody in your soul group will agree to like play a part that you need to learn a lesson. So somebody from your soul group, it could be somebody who comes into your life momentarily. It could be a neutral experience or a negative experience. But either way, you can have a negative experience with someone that you feel like you've known your whole life. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. when I guess that's kind of people from your soul group, people will say you met a soulmate. I don't fully believe in like a soulmate, but I fully believe in people from like your soul group. So you definitely could like run into people and you've known them for many lives and like maybe in this life it wasn't a positive experience but that was they were still helping you like they only did that so that they could help you learn the lesson that you needed to learn or a lot of the time it will be like a positive like a friend or a mom or whoever that's so interesting I've never heard about it that way so would you say like soulmates because I don't know what your take is but like I believe you have like more than one soulmate and it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship it can be like so many other things yeah um so do you think that soulmates could be are usually people part of your soul group yeah yeah I think so and like when I say I don't fully believe in like a soulmate that's all I mean is I don't believe in one soulmate yeah um there's this like poem that I really loved in high school and I don't remember exactly how it goes but it said something like you don't have a soulmate you have soulmates because your heart is huge and you have the room Mm -hmm. um that was like one line of this really long poem but I've always believed that and I've always loved that because I do fully believe you have a soul group and yeah like these people come into your life they might come out of your life but that doesn't mean that's just in this physical life that doesn't mean that you're not going to reunite with them again and you can have such different relationships with these souls like it's not a physical being you know it's not like oh this person was my mom in this life so they can't be my brother in that life like for sure they can yeah definitely have you ever heard of numerology life path numbers it's so funny because that was just brought up to me one week ago my mom she was talking about life path numbers it came up super randomly and i'd never 
heard about it or talked about it before and she told me I'm a life path number five yeah and then Dylan my partner he's either a nine or an eight but I don't remember which one so basically you can um you can I'll link like a numerology life path number calculator in the show notes but years ago before I was really into like anything spiritual I was delivering a pizza back at my uh, pizza (laughs) delivering job so yeah this was like I don't know five, six years ago or something. And I delivered to this man that I had, I, typically you would go to the same people's houses all the time. I delivered to this man, I'd never delivered to him before and I never delivered to him after. So I swear, like sometimes these things happen and I'm like, I swear this man was just put, placed here, placed here yeah. on purpose. Um, not just like by coincidence. So I remember walking up to his house and before even, he just said hi, like it was a quick thing, but before even like exchanging payment or anything, he was like, when's your birthday? And I was like, um, February 27th, 1996. And then, so he starts out loud doing like the math. So he's like, okay, two plus seven plus, um, two or yeah, two plus. I think they do two plus one plus nine plus nine plus seven or no. What's the nine plus seven? Like one nine nine seven or sorry no one nine nine six. We were born the same year, everyone. <laughs> um, a little concerning, but but yeah, they you add up like the um your birthday essentially like all the numbers in your birthdays are like one plus nine plus nine plus six plus seven plus two plus two because like February twenty seventh right. nineteen ninety six. Sorry, that was really confusing. Anyways, so you add it all up and then what? And then that's how you get your number. Oh. Isn't that going to be a large number? Oh, sorry. It's going to be a large number and you add those two numbers together. Oh, I see. So this man says like, okay, you're a life path number nine. So go home and look up what that means. And I was like, okay, quirky guy. Like, what the fuck? This is super weird. But I was like, all right. So I went home and I looked up and I was like, life path number nine. Like I had no, I had no idea anything about numbers or anything really about the spiritual realm. I think I'd been to like a psychic like once and then like I didn't know anything. So I was like so confused and just thought he was like a Looney Tunes. Yeah. yeah. But basically you have like a life path number and it like they all kind of mean something different. So number five is the adventurer number nine is the humanitarian so and then they also will like come up as like a different symbol so the nine is like in the shape of a spiral so this reflects the combined motion of creativity and involvement these born on the life path number nine have a potential for creative thinking artistic output and a rapid evolution of the mind the emotions and or the body um so yeah everyone's so you. life path is different do you want to hear yours sure um so your curiosity spontaneity and fun loving personality are your greatest strengths you are a free spirit and adapt easily in any situation you made it, you'd make a great salesperson pilot or stockbroker okay i think all of that was true until the job yeah that's why i was like laughing i was like uh it's not really you but those were just like three of the hundreds of jobs that yeah. would be, you know, beneficial for oh, you. That's but so cool. mine is I would make a good social worker, travel agent, or coach. But coach going back into the teaching situation. Yeah, you would again. be a good coach or social worker. Like I remember you said hey, before not a travel agent? How rude. Well, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they get these like job yeah. descriptions from. They're obviously pulling it from some part of the personality. Yeah. But like social worker, you were saying just last week that you wanted to like you would love to work with youth and like teach them environmentalism and like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. 
So that's kind of like yeah, a little similar. Yeah. So that's just like something I wanted to throw in that's so about cool. like different life paths. So and I'll, that can kind of help you like figure out your purpose as well. And yeah. like, I mean, there's so many tools out there to help you figure out like your personality types. Mm-hmm. I mentioned before Crystal Knows, mm-hmm. also a good tool. Crystal yes. Knows. I think it's crystalknows.ca, K-N-O-W-S, like Crystal, she knows. Yeah. But yeah, that's another really good tool because that does a bunch of different personality tests. But I feel like those are so helpful in figuring out kind of like, I mean, obviously take it all with a grain of salt, but a lot of the time those ring very true for me. And it kind of helps me realize like, attributes of myself that I maybe downplay or like don't use that much mm-hmm. so I don't really notice it yeah but I'm like that is true about me yeah my life path says it <laughs> yeah like you can look at your life path number you can look at all of your astrology like your whole birth yeah. chart um you can look at your human design your enneagram um there what else is there there's uh, Myers-Briggs Myers-Briggs there's just so many different personality those are like the biggest ones personality tests that you can take to kind of like help find your life path or at least like get you thinking yeah about those kinds of things and you know you don't have to figure it out today or tomorrow I think eventually we all kind of like figure it out what our life path or purpose or soul blueprint kind of like what we're really meant to learn here I guess yeah essentially for sure you'll figure it out eventually but we just like to share these tools so you can figure it out a little quicker. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, well, I think that's everything that we wanted to talk about on this episode about soul blueprints and finding your life path. This is the last episode of season two. Yeah. We can't believe it. It's pretty much flown by. We've talked about a lot of things that really interest both of us, and I think we both really enjoyed recording this season. So thank you for listening, as always. We will be taking a short hiatus. We don't know exactly the date we'll be back yet, but you can keep up to date on our Instagram, which is just at Two Woke Girls Pod. We'll definitely update you guys and let you know the exact date that we're going to be back. So yeah, thank you guys for listening to the last episode of season two of the Two Woke Girls podcast. Don't forget to rate and subscribe if you enjoyed this season. It really helps us out. Um, We appreciate every review that you guys leave. And thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you guys after the hiatus. (laughs) Thanks, guys, for listening to season two. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye.